welcome back to just another fantasy football podcast this week where we supplement all the other podcasts you listen to with our five takeaways from week six as well as five guys to target in a trade and the theme of that section is going to be guys I'm doubling down on this year that I still believe in or still don't believe in so we'll get to that as well as the waiver pickups for this week in just a minute. But first, Aaron, why don't you take us through what the five big takeaways are through the first six weeks of the season? All right, my first take for this week, and you're probably going to give me crap for it, but I'm finally realizing that the Rams offense runs through Cooper Cup. Uh, Woods had a game last week just probably because he, you know, he talked to the coach, wanted to be a little bit more involved, but... Uh, Cooper Cup's putting up 100 yards and at least a touchdown, it seems like, every week. Uh, There's been three games he's scored twice in. Um, So he's their bread and butter. Uh, Woods will get his. I mean, they're both, I feel like they're both open at all times, but um, Cooper Cup's the go to guy for the Rams. Yeah, he does stuff that other wide receivers just can't do. I I texted you, I said, it's not Sean McVay, it's not Matt Stafford, it wasn't Jared Goff, it wasn't Todd Gurley, it's Cooper Cup, it's always been Cooper Cup. He's the stud. None of us wanted to believe it because he was old and white and not super fast and not a first-round pick. But the dude just does stuff with his body and the way he moves, the way he catches the ball, the way he's always open. Listen, scheme helps. Stafford helps. Gurley helped. It all helps. But Cooper Cup is the stud, and everybody's finally seeing it. So I'm with you on that one. You're just five weeks too late. (laughs) Better late than ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, take, Take number two. Uh, it's going to come from Thursday Night Football, the Eagles and the Bucks. Jalen Hurts, he's great for fantasy. He's not great for real-life NFL. We all know that. But, like, all of his points or most of his points come in garbage time. Like, he is the garbage king so far through uh, six weeks. Uh, that game was a blowout. It was 28-7, to like, halfway through the third quarter. And then uh, Hurts ends up getting, like, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, it, it, if you look at the scores, they're all close at the end of the game, like this, so this one ended 28-21, but the game was not close at all, and um, he ended up getting that second rushing touchdown with like four minutes left in the game. So I mean, it, I guess it became a game, but uh, you know, the first half or the first three quarters, he's not really doing much to uh, solidify, you know, your confidence in starting him. He always ends up with 25 points somehow, but um, it's him and DeAndre Swift are the garbage kings. So so you knew my trade takeaway for this week, and the theme was guys I'm doubling down on, and you've decided to take two of the five guys I was going to feature in Cooper Cup and Jalen Hurts in your first two takes, because Jalen Hurts sucks at quarterback, he sucked at Alabama, he sucked at Oklahoma as an actual quarterback. Now, he's an athlete, he can make some throws, he can look really good in certain offenses, especially when his team's going to overpower and just dominate the other team like they did at Bama. And to the to a similar extent at Oklahoma, Oklahoma makes him look like a better quarterback than he did at Bama, but he got benched multiple times for our boy Tua at, at uh, Alabama, which is why he left. He seems like a really good dude, so I hate to say this and stuff, but he's just not good. And to extend your take, I'll talk about what I would trade him for later, but to extend your take, it makes everyone on the Eagles not fun to start. I'm not saying they're not startable. I have to start Devonta Smith in a couple leagues, and now everybody's going to be go running to start Goddard, which fine, tight end sucks after the top six, so if you want to start him, start him. But nobody is fun, including Miles Sanders, who I thought looked good in that game against a good Bucks run defense. I think Sanders is good. 
I own him in a lot of leagues. I bought, I, you know, traded for him recently in a couple leagues. But it's not fun to start anyone on that Eagles offense because Jalen Hurts is bad. He'll have a free play and he'll throw it out of bounds on a on a bomb. Like when when normal quarterbacks like make sure your wide receiver at least gets a chance when they jump off sides and you have a free play, he'll just throw it out of bounds because he's so bad. And Fields does a little of that too, which is not exciting. But I was gonna say that uh, of all the Eagles, I think Hertz is the one you probably maybe have the most confidence. I agree in starting, but like you don't have confidence in. St- I mean, it's hard when all your points come in garbage time if you're like watching the games or you're you checking your scores throughout the day and it's like two okay now he has four and it's halftime and then and then okay maybe he has 10 and then you know he ends up with if you if you don't check your scores and you just look at the end product and don't watch the games it's like oh yeah this Jalen Hurts guy is pretty good but um the points can could disappear they, they I don't like I playing like guys I think are bad at football yeah, I don't like yeah, playing them. so obviously that tanks everyone on the Eagles a little bit but I mean Goddard now with Ertz gone like you said and then Devonta Smith for like a flex He's fine still. Uh, take number three is the Browns. They now join uh, the Saints, the Jags, and the Bears in teams that I would probably only consider starting their starting running backs. Uh, really? And no other like asset on the team. Like like the Browns. Are you starting Baker Mayfield with any confidence? Odell? So here's the issue. We got to talk about this for real. In one quarterback leagues, no way am I starting Baker. In Superflex leagues... I'm probably starting him every week, right. especially with the bye weeks coming and stuff like that. Well, super flex, you got to start. You got to start some people in three wide receiver leagues with a flex, Odell or a guy that's going to be on our waiver list, Donovan Peoples Jones, or Jarvis Landry when he's back. Our guys, you're going to consider at flex with the bye weeks, with three wide receivers in a flex, with deeper leagues, they have upside. I mean, I think they have upside. I think you're not going to be excited to start them, but I think they're going to be in the flex conversation. I don't think they're as bad as the Saints or who else did you who else did you say? Bears and Jags, just people you're no. not going to feel. No, con- no, no, like, no. Like they're certain- ahead of all of them by far to me, like way past I, all of them. What I mean is that people you're not confident. Like, like sure you can throw if you if you don't have good options on your roster and you're throwing uh, you're throwing a dart with a flex. Like, sure, Odell. A Rob this season, like these teams have guys that you can throw in a flex. Close your eyes, throw in a flex. To me, they're with the Giants and the Eagles, and you know some teams that have guys that like if you have to, you'll close your eyes and start them. The Jags, it's like, like Marvin Jones. I hate to start. I have to start him in a league, but I don't know. I I think he's above the Saints, the Jags, and the Bears personally. But I get it for the take. You're trying to say. I mean, I get they missed. They missed Nick Chubb. It showed they're banged up, and Baker did not look great. And then obviously he he really torqued his shoulder up. Uh, I don't know what the results of that were, but that looked painful. Um, uh, take number four uh, is going to be about the bear. They aforementioned Bears. Um, watching the game through the first three quarters, it just seemed like they were just like existing, like they were just honored to be here. Uh, didn't really care about getting first downs or like running good plays. They were just there to play football and just just play snaps. Um, the fourth quarter, they let Justin Fields uh, cook, if you will, and he put together a really good touchdown drive and he capped it off with a good touchdown pass to to a wide open Mooney in the end zone. But where was that like the whole game? Like it, if you were watching the whole game, they had no rhythm. They weren't trying to like convert first downs. They were just. It, it seems like they just came into the game with a script and just ran 
the scripted plays no matter like what the defense showed them they didn't make any adjustments and they did that for three quarters and then the fourth quarter they totally changed it up so I mean we said this uh it was either last week or the week before but like the Browns aside from their running back like I'm not starting anyone like Herbert started today had a good game it'll probably be a mix between him and Damian Williams going forward when Damian uh comes off the COVID list but um I started Justin Fields in a league and and he he turned out to have an all right day. It didn't it turned out to not really matter for me, but kind of like um, Jalen Hurts. He's a little hurts yeah, hurts I'm, light. I'm going to I'm I'm okay sitting everyone on that team until I see it. See, I think they can run or the ball. I'm desperate. I think they've proven they can run the yeah. ball. So if you feel good about who their starting running back's going to be, I think you play him. And I think they're a team that is absolutely I'm 100% fine missing out on the first maybe even 2 weeks that their offense looks good as a whole before I trust any of them in my starting lineup. That includes Allen Robinson, which sucks for me because I have him on a lot of teams. Yeah, I, I'm desperate. That's why I started Fields. I lost Russ, so it was either between like him and Geno. So my options weren't great, so um, that explains my play. But uh, going forward, it's 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 an offense to stay away from in the least bit. So. All right, what's next? Uh, and then take number five uh, I got from you. In one of your text messages you sent during all the games, just get a good quarterback. Um, we have five rookies that were highly touted coming in, and they've all kind of disappointed and been like mediocre at best. Um, so, a lot of these quarterbacks, and then you have the guys like Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger, who who still put up like I guess respectable numbers, but they're not truly like that difference maker. So, like, get a guy like Kyler, Justin Herbert, Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. There's probably about like maybe five to 10 guys out there that you would feel comfortable with in like a one quarterback league that are truly like just difference makers and, and consistent week in and week out. Um, it's a nightmare out here. Like starting guys like Daniel Jones, who has four turnovers today, scores me five points. Um, and then two weeks ago, he's scoring 40 and now, and some people are playing Gino in like two quarterback leagues or like Justin Fields or any of these rookies or Tannehill the list goes on and on. There's a bunch of mediocre quarterback quarterbacks out there, and it seems like this year, like none of them are like stepping up and surprising people, or let alone like being consistent with that. Yeah. So I'm just gonna read the guys we had ranked as the top ten quarterbacks coming into the year, in a little bit variance with the order. But let me just read them to you. And these are but we both had the same exact ten guys. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford. If you took any of those 10 guys, you're happy. That's a, that's a you have blow-up yeah. weeks. Like, you have to do—and it's not—we're we're usually proponent of wait on quarterback, and, and we still say that. But, like, there is a point of waiting too long. Like, if you waited—there's a league I waited to the last two rounds, and I took Trevor Lawrence and uh, Joe Burrow. Okay, somebody dropped Stafford in the league after week one. I have no idea why, and I ended up picking him up, so I've been riding him. But that is miserable if you miss out on a guy like that because you miss the blow-up weeks and the consistency. So one of the things I'm – and I'm in my big money league. I changed my philosophy because every – which is probably unfortunate because I've won it three of the last three years um, waiting on quarterback. But I've changed, and I took Dak this year, and I love it. Like, he's just – ready to score points every week. He's fun to watch. They blow up. It's important um, to have a good quarterback. It makes it, you feel so much safer every week than when me and you and our two quarterback league are playing guys like Zach Wilson and Taylor Heineke 
and Jameis even, like guys we waited on that we thought could be good values. This year it was yeah. the year to get a good quarterback, and I think you should go trade for one if you have the opportunity to. If you have a person that undervalues them or has two of that 10, go get one of them. And Rodgers sure. would, I mean, would be last on my list out of that 10. I yeah, like the other I nine was, better. I would say that. But, like, it's miserable. And playing in a two-quarterback league, um, like, my quarterbacks now are Geno, Justin Fields, and Daniel Jones. Like, And this week... It's like I have a good team outside of them, and but like it's like if my quarterback scores five, like I'm dead. So it doesn't yep. matter. Like nothing else matters. So like nothing's worse than just having the wind like sucked out of your sails by being in a two quarterback league and one quarterback scoring twelve and one scoring five. And it's just like why even deal with that? I mean, for your second quarterback, there's you can take the shot with an upside and maybe they score you thirty and maybe they score you ten and yeah. You can accept that from your second quarterback, but having one that's like locked in, like you know one spot is like safe, like their floor is twenty, twenty five points, like the ten guys we listed week in and week out. Um and then you catch those blow up weeks, like that that consistency helps you because they can have blow up weeks, but if they're not consistent, uh, you're not comfortable starting them any given week. All right, so running into um, the guys I'm doubling down on, what I thought before the season last week was who I changed my mind on, who I have you know seen enough of that I'm ready to change my tune. These guys I'm doubling and tripling down on. And the first one, I have two guys together, and you already mentioned one of them. It's DJ Moore and Cooper Cup. Those were two of my boys this year. I had them both ranked top 13. They're way better than that even, especially Cooper Cup. I, here's some trades I would try to do for them. Okay, tell me what you think. So first, DJ Moore. Do you think I could get him for Kareem Hunt and Odell Beckham or Allen Robinson or some bad wide receiver that still has some value in his name? Yeah, if the I team needs so. a running back and, yeah. and they had an extra wide receiver, definitely for sure. I would do that all day and in most leagues well, like where we both, on... have, we both have Kareem Hunt as our third running back. So, I mean, I, I would yeah. do that. Depends on Kareem Hunt's injury, too. He right. injured his calf and got carted right. out, so uh, we'll see what's right, right, right. going on with that. Right. Okay, for Cooper Cup, I would kick it up a notch, and I oh, wanted to notch. use this I, w- I wanted to use this as a conversation topic that you and I started over text today as well. So for Cooper Cup, I would give more something like DeAndre Swift and Chase Claypool or some wide receiver that's like wide receiver four as how I drafted them, but they've gained value. So... Do you think DeAndre Swift and Chase Claypool would get me Cooper Cup? Because I think it would. I think the person who owns Cooper Cup is not letting him go for anything, honestly. But what about you, okay? You, so let's say you own Cooper Cup. You don't love him. You do love DeAndre Swift. So if I gave you a Swift and some mediocre wide receiver that, that you thought was fine, that you could slide in as your third wide receiver, would you give up Cooper Cup or no? Do you have him as the locked-in? No. So you would just keep Cooper Cup no matter what. He's untradeable. Yeah, I mean, because chances are you drafted him. You didn't draft him as your wide receiver one. You got Correct. him probably as your second or third wide receiver. Correct. So your team's probably stacked with Cooper Cup uh, performing how he is. Uh, granted, the rest of your team's healthy and and Right, I, and so so you're saying you basically performing. wouldn't you wouldn't trade him unless it's like Dalvin Cook or something like that. No, it's just found money that you found I, in I understand. the fifth or sixth round. Totally fair. I wanted to bring him up as a guy I'm doubling down on. And then also DeAndre Swift, okay? So not that I'm doubling down on, but just to talk. People have him. I McDowell just posted him as the running back two and pick 102 overall in startup in dynasty. dynasty drafts, which is insanity to me because we talked about I don't take a guy like that that high 
if he's a ghost for half the game. I know he got a bunch of touches, he got yards, he scored a touchdown. But like when you watch Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, even Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, um, uh, Alvin Kamara, when you watch even Jonathan Taylor now, these like workhorse quote unquote backs, they're never off the field. Swift is not like that. The whole team is built around these running backs. That's who I'm taking high. I don't care how young he is or how flashy he is. The Lions are also so far away from being good. Where do you have him in Dynasty Startup right now? What do you think? Is he going first round for you? Um, I'd probably say middle to early second round. I agree. I think he's a second at, round pick. At best. I agree. I think I don't he's think a solid he's second round pick. 102, but I, I, I could understand the reasoning of like, he's doing this well on probably one of the worst teams in the league and he's splitting, you know, 60, but, 40. But we have to be careful so, just assuming he's going to get better when the team gets better. No, yeah. I mean, I mean that's fair, but I, I'm just saying like just the general public probably views the team's horrible and he's splitting 60, 40. It's not going to get any worse than that. So it's safe. And the upside is him getting a hundred percent of the touches and the lion's, being closer to one of the best teams in the league. I'm not saying those things are possible, but I'm just saying like that's the limit. Like, like that's what people are probably thinking when uh, they're taking Swift at 102. It's not going to get worse. All right. Um, let's get to the other guy we already mentioned. This is somebody I'm doubling down on from the opposite direction, which is Jalen Hurts. He scores every week. I don't want him. I'd like to capitalize and sell high on him. Do you think I can get, up, get a nicked up Antonio Gibson for Jalen Hurts in a one quarterback league? I mean, at this point, I don't own Antonio Gibson anyway, but I feel like he's been quite the roller coaster to own. Uh, so, do dealing you think, with his injuries and like maybe somebody's taking that philosophy? We said get a good quarterback. They think Jalen Hurts is one of those top ten quarterbacks. I think I can get Antonio Gibson. I had Mike Evans I mean, as a backup, who's been also been up and down. Quarterback in one quarterback, I I wouldn't go get him unless I had someone. I know you wouldn't. I wouldn't trade for. You wouldn't, but I'm saying like I, I think I think you can get somebody in that. Antonio Gibson or Mike Evans, somebody you could slot in as a starter every week. And if I had if I had Hurts as my quarterback, I would just go pick up Joe Burrow or somebody else. Hope Kirk Cousins is there or something like that. I just go pick oh, up yeah, somebody true. else and and I'd get a starter at another position. That would be my goal there. All right. Yeah. Next. Now this one I wrote down like and as the games were happening because he looked so bad, but then his numbers just plummeted. So I I probably can't get much for him, but. In a super flex league, Daniel Jones, doubling down on him being terrible, totally worthless, <laughs> don't want anything to do with him. He's had some decent games that I think you could sell. Do you think I could get Amari Cooper for Daniel Jones in a super flex league for a quarterback needy team? Yeah. I think it's sure. a fair deal, and that's what I would try to do. Yeah, and Cooper had a bad, a mediocre bad game, a right. bad game for Amari Cooper, and Lamb blew up. So I had um, that's the, fair. The name I was going to start with was Keenan Allen, but I think oh, he no. has a little. Yeah, okay. See, I, I don't know how big of a difference I think there is between Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper in most people's minds, but I agree with you and I. We'd much rather have Keenan, but I don't think I'd get Keenan either. So I, I would shoot for like Amari mm-hmm. Cooper, try to get him for Daniel Jones. All right, two running backs I'm doubling down on here. The first is my boy, Josh Jacobs. He's getting like 50 looks yards good. and a touchdown every week, but he looks good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, he's getting all the work. 
Now, Drake made a couple splash plays, which is great. That's what Drake does. I think it's good. The offense looks good. They won without Gruden. Jacobs is still the workhorse. But I don't think a lot of people are fawning over him. So do you think I could get him for Adam Thielen, who also just had a huge game? Yeah, that's fair. I mean... The other thing I was going to say is like a try to sell high on Damian Harris plus another guy. So like Damian Harris and... I would definitely sell Damian Harris. I'm, I sold him in our Dynasty Leagues in the offseason and then like week two after... I'm so glad I've, I sold Damian Harris everywhere I have him. I would so I would sell, definitely yeah, sell Damian yeah, Harris. Damian Harris and Tyler Lockett for, for Josh Jacobs and you know somebody else that like Tim Patrick. Somebody that I like more... Yeah. Um, than other people. Yeah, I think you should go get Josh Jacobs because I think as soon as he's got a 100-yard game, nobody's going to want him. You can, I mean, nobody's going to sell him. Um, but I still think you can buy him kind of low. I think he's a locked-in top 15 running back. Like, I feel safe putting him in my starting lineup every week, safer than guys like Antonio Gibson. I, I mean, I don't see a huge difference between him and Swift. People can, you know, fire at me if they want to, but I don't see a huge difference between he and, he and Swift personally. What would you give for him in uh, a dynasty league? Because I'm currently starting Naheem Hines, and I was looking at sending an offer for so. Jacobs. So here's the point. Do I think he's worth a first all day, every day? Yes. But I wouldn't pay that because I actually think his value is lower than that. I would. Who are some wide receivers you have? I'd try to pair a wide receiver with a second for him, maybe even a second and a third. Okay. Yeah, who are some, who are some wide receivers? Like, like if it, or you have Mike Evans in that league, right? Yeah. I might try to do Mike Evans for Jacobs and a wide receiver I like. If the guy that has Jacobs has kind of a wide receiver that I like, that I could try to sell name brand Mike Williams, throw Naheem Hines in too, and just, just in case the guy gives him any value, um, which you know Mike I Evans don't. Mike Evans or Mike Williams? You said Mike Evans? Yeah, Mike Evans and Naheem Hines for Jacobs and a wide receiver that you like. If, 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 it, if it works out, you know, if it matches up with a wide receiver that you like. Um, I don't know what wide receiver. Let's think here. It's not important. Robert yeah. Woods. Maybe Robert Woods. I'm the just, guy wants to sell low on Robert oh Woods, like Jacobs and Woods for Evans and Naheem Hines or something like that. Um, I don't know. No way. You don't think the other guy would take it? Dude, Woods had one good no game. Way. I don't think people are like back in on Woods. He had one game. Every know, other game he sucked. Starters for like a Mike, like Woods and Mike Evans, I would probably view as similar, honestly. Well, yeah, but I don't think other people do. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. So it's like but Josh yeah. Jacobs for Hines, but I would whatever. use I would use a guy like Evans. I would use seconds and thirds. I would try not to pay a first for him, but I would definitely pay a first yeah. a first in Hines for Jacobs in a second, something like that. I would do. Well, it's it's my league. I already went all in on, so I'm I'm not gonna with how this season's panning out. I'm not comfortable like giving up a bunch more draft capital because I'll probably need that, but. Um, it's difficult because like no one's tanking in this league. So like, I value no one, him everyone. as a top fifteen dynasty running back. Absolutely, top fifteen That's dynasty gross. running back to me. I don't feel that way, but I need to do something. Well, you need to you need to line up fifteen guys you like more than him though, and tell him to me in dynasty because I, I think he's there. <laughs> All right, the last one is an injured Nick Chubb. Kind of weird. Didn't expect him to be out. Didn't think it was that bad. He was walking around on the sidelines. I don't think it's going to be a long absence. So I would try to throw an offer like. Deontay Johnson, depending on how he plays tonight, we don't know, but everybody's just like pumping. Some people think he's a top 12 wide receiver now that Juju's gone. Deontay Johnson and Chase Edmonds. 
or Deontay Johnson and Javante Williams. Somebody, a young running back, somebody can get excited about. If they like Damian Harris, even better. Deontay Johnson and Damian Harris. Do you think I could get an injured Nick Chubb with that, or is that way too low? Personally, it's too low, but I think it's a good like starting point. It's close. Um, depending on, like you said, depending on how Deontay's playing, uh, we're, we're almost at halftime here. He's, yeah. He's got a couple good catches. Yeah, let's say Deontay Johnson has a 100-yard game. You, he goes 100 yards. You give him and Javante Williams, and you sell the, you know, later this year, Javante could be better than Nick Chubb, you know, whatever, especially in a PPR league. I think some people um, downplay Nick Chubb. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So let's jump into the waiver this week. You text me and said it's ugly. Before we get into who we pick up in leagues that are available and, you know, 70% or whatever we said, there's a couple guys I want to point out that you might be able to get ahead on. They're owned in the 65-ish percent um, of leagues on uh, ESPN, which means they're they're available in a third of leagues, actually more than a third of leagues. They're injured guys. It's Jerry Judy, who's been activated from the IR, uh, Jarvis Landry, and Sterling Shepard, who did play today and had another like 10 catches for 70 yards like he always does. Those three guys, go check your waiver wire, and if they're available, they're absolutely with a bullet the top three guys I'm targeting in the waiver wire this week. Yeah, Sterling Shepard, I mean, Tony left the game early, but, I mean, it looked like they were both in for, a, you know, their average games. Um, Shepard was obviously Daniel Jones's favorite target earlier in the season, so especially in PPR, that's you can't beat that, so... All right, who else do you have to keep an eye on this week? Um, so I got four names, two of them I said last week. So we'll start there. Uh, Bateman had a quiet game in the stat books, but uh, tied for the team league in targets. Lamar did only throw for 150 yards, so it was a quiet game from Lamar passing-wise. They had the game in hand. It was a blowout. They scored 34 points. Um, but he was tied for the team league with Andrews and Hollywood had five. So they all had kind of six or five targets. So with a 22% target share, um, if Lamar throws for 400, like he did last week or any more than he did, I think 150 is like the floor. So if he's throwing any more than that, I think Bateman's going to be heavily involved in the passing game. And that's, um, if people didn't scoop him up before he got activated from IR, uh, he didn't really blow up today so maybe he's still available so um, i think this would be our we're, we're nearing the end of your opportunity to get rashad bateman off waivers um the two that i've mentioned before that i have on here is tim patrick and jd mckissick um gibson is a little nicked up if mckissick's available which he is in over 50 percent of leagues i would go pick them up um for mckissick i would throw probably a third of my fab on him if I needed him in a PPR league. Um, all these other guys I'm really spending less than 10% on. They're wide receivers. There are a million of them that are the same. But I just yeah. want to mention Tim Patrick again. He scored another touchdown and looked good doing it. Should have picked him up week one. If you're listening to us, if anyone's listening to us. And started him. In yes. three wide receiver leagues, he's startable every week. Every week. If you started him every week from week one, you're you're probably happy. He's been consistent. Whether he scores a touchdown or not, he's been consistent. Um. So the second name we had on here last week was Herbert, uh, running back for the Bears. Um, played a good game today, so it'll probably be a hot name if he's still on waivers. 
Damian Williams is coming back from the COVID list. Uh, his status for next week was probably will be up to if he's vaccinated or not. I don't know the rules on that, but I think you got to miss like like ten to twelve days and get like two negative tests if you're not vaccinated. Whereas if you're vaccinated, it's like four days. So um, next week could be in jeopardy. Either way, I think both of them would. I think they would split carries going forward. So. Um, if anything else were to happen to Damian Williams, I think Montgomery's going to be out for an extended period of time. So um, at worst, you have someone in a 50-50 timeshare, and at best, you have uh, today's performance. So The next guy on my list is Donovan Peoples-Jones, who online. is not consistent but flashes and i think i like him better than like the christian kirk rondale Moore types right now as long as jarvis landry's out um because there's not a ton of guys to go to and we saw obj as glass and got hurt again this game and then came back so i think if you want to take a flyer i would bet only put zero dollars on him personally and aj green is another guy i would say potentially if you want to pick up and give it a try those are the last two wide receivers i would look at but realistically i'm probably not dropping most of the guys i have for either of them yeah people's jones stat book is gonna look a lot better because of that hill mary touchdown pass that was like 60 yards so um, but even if you take that out he had a decent game and it seems like since landry went out he was like baker he's baker's favorite target it seems like even though adele's running wide open wherever adele's at uh, baker only has eyes for a dpj he was on my list. Um, so the last guy I have on my list is Nico Collins, another rookie, just came off <laughs> IR. Uh, second wide receiver yeah. on the Houston yeah. Texans. Go he get had, Davis Mills targets. Hey, he's, he plays a different position than Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks a little speed guy. Uh, Nico's a big physical guy. Uh, he came out, came off IR, immediately saw six targets, put up a decent game for like a back of the bench like stash guy. Um, but game script's always going to be in your favor So, um, with how bad the ta- Texans are. So uh, I All think right. he can have some blow-up weeks and, and be serviceable. He is definitely – he's not getting picked up in any league. Um, but more importantly, these guys are. Tell me what you think. Tell me who you'd pick up first and how much you'd spend on them, if anything. Latavius Murray went down, got injured. Devonta Freeman, 9 for 50 and a touchdown. And a guy that was inactive, but I still think could pop up again now, is Tyson Williams. Do you want either of them? And if so, how much would you put down in Fab? If you need a running back this week, let's say, like instead of Naheem Hines. I'll put $0 on Devontae Freeman. I'll put $1 on Tyson Williams. I think I'd put, if I'm starting Naheem Hines, I'd put 3 or 4 bucks on each of them. And if I got one of them, I might have to close my eyes and I would start him over Naheem Hines this week. Well, yeah, I'm. I have Naheem Hines in a dynasty league, so it's deep, and these guys aren't available. So that's that's sad. Okay, the last one I want to mention, and I didn't even have him on my list till right now. We're about halfway through the Steelers game, and Pat Fryermuth has four for thirty-seven, four targets, and is very involved in the offense. That's missing Juju, who's an over-the-middle short target kind of guy. Any interest in him? Yeah, I tried to get him. Uh, we didn't really talk about our trade of the week, but I tried to get him in a trade I did this week. Um, Go ahead. Because, you can mention it now. Because he uh, he is heavily involved in that offense, and he's young, and I was a tanking team. So, um, Are I you talking about that trade? I didn't end up getting think, him. but That's um, not going to be that helpful for most people, I think. But. 
no. Uh, but he's he's really involved. He's not. I mean, Eric Ebron like hasn't really done anything in Pittsburgh. He was serviceable here and there like last year, but I think Firemuth's clearly taken over that role. And um, like you said, with Juju going down, I think he's just another pass catcher to add to uh, Deontay and Claypool. And they seem to be always banged up too. So I think Firemuth's been consistently healthy, been consistently available. So uh, definitely think he's worth a look and uh, streaming tight end. Yeah, so um, in a trade of the week that I think might be helpful for people, I'm going forward in a 14-team, two-quarterback league. And I paid... I did two trades this week, uh, and it's kind of hard to total it all up, but I think I paid like four firsts, three seconds, Tim Patrick, you know, some players, whatever. But basically, the guys I bought in on were Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who looked good today. You looked awesome. Kirk Cousins, who looked, yep, Kirk Cousins, who looked great today. My boy. DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, some young wide receivers. Um, I got Miles Sanders. And then I got a couple of, you know, crappy backup running backs that ended up looking good, like Daryl Williams, who didn't necessarily look good, but he scored, and Devontae Booker. Um, so basically with that net, I went all in to, to couple those guys. The hardest things to get in this league is quarterbacks. All I had was Mac Jones, basically. So, you know, when you got to take your shots, I think sometimes you've got to pick some guys like Kirk Cousins that nobody wants to own necessarily, some young guys that you've always liked, like for us, that's Tua, and try to get good deals on them and pair in some stud wide receivers like DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. I think you've got to pick some guys to target and never just go after one guy in a trade. Always try to get multiple pieces if you're going for it, where one of them, in a couple of these trades, like I almost feel like AJ Brown was free. The guy loved him, but it was like two firsts and two seconds for Kirk Cousins, AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, and a second, like a worse second back. So it almost felt like, because quarterbacks are so expensive. Every league is specific, but yeah. we just give you some ideas for trades. It almost felt like A.J. Brown was free. Yeah, the more pieces um, you throw in, the more convoluted the value gets. And you can you might be able to look at it and say A.J. Brown was free, and they might feel like they're getting a fair deal. So Exactly. So I think the, the moral is, and then I'll just mention Aaron's trade. He traded Davis Mills and Geno Smith in a Superflex League for a good first-round pick. So like I mean yeah. it was the league the league kind of exploded and on Robbie it, but, Anderson and Robbie Anderson and Robbie Anderson yeah so but the point here's the real moral of the story I was the first one in this league to go all in four weeks four and five I've been buying I'm the first one to go all in so I'm buying all these guys before other teams have decided whether or not they think their team actually has a chance at winning Aaron is absolutely in this other dynasty league the first and pretty much only team tanking at this point. So that's why he's able to get these deals being, you know, having enough foresight and looking into the future enough to be the first one to tank. That's always our advice. Decide, be decisive early on whether you're going to go for it, whether you're going to tank. And that's where you start to make the trades. That's why we talk about trades every week to supplement your other podcasts because that's how you build the championship team. So the last thing I'll mention is throughout the entire week, we answer start sit questions on Twitter. Just another at just another FFP is our Twitter handle. And we've pretty much hit home runs with every single one of these. We haven't had a ton of them. We had two this week. We had a week. couple more this week. And the biggest one was the guy wanted to know who to start, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones or Hunter Henry. They both ended up having decent games. Seals-Jones had the bigger Seals Jones had the bigger game. That's who we recommended. He had like a 58 yards and a touchdown, which is great for a random tight end. So if you want advice like that, 
Come to our Twitter page, ask us the start sit questions, and we're not just answering them on Sunday morning, even though we are. We'll answer them all week long, and we'll keep you updated if that answer changes, but that's where you can find us for more of those questions. So as always, thanks for listening to just another fantasy football podcast this week. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and we're just glad you made us a supplement to help you end week six and set up for week seven. 